0: Hello and welcome to the Snakescast. I'm David and with me today we have Margaret Hilde and Jonathan Moriarty. Hey guys, how's it going? Hi. Good, how are you? Good, thank you. And today we are going to be discussing what the importance is of themes in gaming and whether you like your games to have theme or not.
1: Let's start with, I guess, the word theme, which means something different on the game tabletop from what it does in literature and film and so on. I mean, you talk about the themes of books, you get things like social isolation and, um, wow, why is that Why is that the first and only thing that comes to mind is a theme <laughs> that can show up? Um, when you're talking about tabletop games, though, the word theme usually refers to something that in another meeting we would call the subject matter. Mm-hmm. You know, what is this game about? Is it about zombies? Is it about territorial control is it about violence is it about negotiation is it about business is it about money is it about ninjas Margaret you haven't been on the show before it's really nice, to actually we've been friends for a while but it's really good to actually get to see you on the on the snakes cast yeah this
2: different. is really fun yeah it's a little so, different
1: you have a sort of a, a different relationship with themes and games than from what i do what mm-hmm. what is it about themes that you like or don't like in in your tabletop games for
2: me it just it doesn't really matter. It's
1: not really a thing. What
2: the theme is. For me, it's all about the mechanics of the game and then secondarily it's about the aesthetics of the game. If Mm. I'm going to be playing it for a while or if I'm going to be playing it a lot. I mean it it helps if it looks nice. Sure. (laughs) But also it's I don't care if it if the game is about money or if it's about resource management or if it's about territory control, what I really care about is how many different ways I can play the game and still have a successful or satisfying outcome. Mm. Whether or not I win, that's not always the primary goal. Like Seven Wonders, for example. Okay. The the last a game time... about
1: building a civilization. Yeah. Where you've got your own little Bronze Age society and you're building aqueducts and statues and armies and so on.
2: Yeah, and the last time I played it, I didn't win, but... I felt I had the Hanging Gardens of Babylon as my primary city, and I felt that my actual civilization was very well balanced. And mm. for me, that was very satisfying to know that I had a library and a bath, and I did have some, you know, military protection, but it wasn't enough to win the game. But I didn't really that wasn't what the civilization was meant to do it was meant to be a thinking civilization a, a contemplative people
1: it's interesting because everything that you're describing that was satisfying about your play of seven wonders is thematic rather than mechanical <laughs> you didn't talk about how you noticed that the player on your left seems to be seems to be taking a lot of the green cards which in the game are to do with science and technology, mm-hmm. so that you tended to draft those instead. You didn't uh, say, well, I, I went for mostly a blue card strategy Did ones that are straight up. You, you talked about your, the culture
2: mm-hmm. of
1: your of your little society rather than the mechanical things. You talked about the, the thematic things, despite the fact that outwardly theme mm-hmm. isn't particularly important for you in a lot of ways.
2: It's true. I guess that would be one of my rule-breaking games in mm. terms of... In terms of the the theme of the game itself is what makes it satisfying to play? The
1: civilization building element of Seven Wonders wasn't what attracted you to play it in the first place then.
2: No, it was I mean, I sort of accidentally ended up playing it. It wasn't <laughs> it was a game that I was like, "Okay, I guess we're all playing Seven Wonders, why not? I haven't played it before. Let's see what this is all about." And I I wasn't interested in and this is something to do with myself as well, when it comes to playing mechanics, I, I'm not necessarily focused on what other players are doing. Like, I don't have mm. that bloodlust for <laughs> trying to screw other players over. Um, I'm very interested in, like, my personal mechanics of the game. Like, how can I manipulate these pieces and these different rules to make for a satisfying playthrough.
1: So you prefer to interact with the game rather than your opponents? Would you say that that's...
2: In a sense, Mm -hmm. yeah. Take Azul, for example.
1: Sure, very, Um, very beautiful abstract game. These gorgeous tiles, you use them to build patterns and score points.
2: Mm -hmm. It doesn't really have a theme per se it's
1: the theme is let's score lots of points
2: it's drafting and it's putting tiles on a board it's it's really easy to describe to other people and it's really easy to learn how to play but there are so many different ways in which you can use the flexibility of the game to Mm. design your own way of playing and that's what really attracts me is how can i how can I build for myself an incredibly satisfying game out of a very bare-bones construction, very bare-bones design? So
1: elegance is also something that's important for you mechanically. The idea of something that does offers a lot of possibilities within a relatively simple framework. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the cliche with abstract games is quick to learn, long to master. Yeah something you can pick up right away, but the more you play it, the more skill you develop with it, and the more breadth sort of opens up in terms of possibilities Mm -hmm. as you're playing it. That's interesting, because for me, it tends to be usually the opposite. I tend to be drawn in by the subject matter of a game, by its theme, because Mm -hmm. I get the chance to live a particular kind of fantasy. Mm -hmm. So if someone's going to pitch a game to me, like, for example, Fog of Love, this game is a romantic comedy, you and your partner the name of the other player is your partner mm-hmm. um, are going to live through a series of scenes which could be sweet or serious or dramatic and over the course of this story you're going to develop your relationship you'll be become more or less satisfied and ultimately arrive at a sort of a destiny for this relationship or perhaps you'll stay together and perhaps you'll break up uh, perhaps you'll wind up ultimately being happy perhaps you'll wind up being kind of despairing in this and for me that's okay sold, done I don't care about anything else I need to play this game right now. This is fantastic. <laughs> or um, when somebody offers a game, well, okay, it's it's a game about the, about a sports league in the modern world with corporate advertisements and endorsements and all this other stuff, but all the teams are like ogres or vampires or demons or Amazons, and they can actually kill each other on the battlefield, and that actually is part of the game. Okay, so, okay done. That's it. I don't care about anything else. I want to play this awesome thing. Um it might or might not lead to something that winds up being all that satisfying mechanically. Mm-hmm. But it's something that is going to carry a fantasy that I can indulge in and, mm. and have fun with for a time. Something that's it's going to take me to another place, to another world. Right. I often say that, um, well, different people play games for different reasons. For me, I play so that I can be in another world for a little while. Mm-hmm. So for me, a game without a plot is kind of like a movie without a plot. Right. Like yeah. uh, something like Azul, for example, although it is very, very beautiful, and it can be quite satisfying to, um, you know, to, to find ways to optimize that little system and get my beautiful little um, tiles in a, in, a, in a pleasing arrangement, that's going to score lots of points. It's kind of like watching a movie like Baraka, where it's just a series of unrelated moments. Mm -hmm. which are remarkable in and of themselves and which lead to a sort of a mood and atmosphere, but which don't really tell a story.
2: Mm -hmm. I
1: can enjoy it, but it's not typically what I go to the movies for.
2: Right.
0: Well, with that, I think that's a very interesting introduction into what we're talking about here, and I'd like to come back on Wednesday so that we can talk a little bit more about the importance of theme in our gaming culture and dig a little bit more into what you guys think about it. And just to very quickly uh, throw out there, because I don't think you mentioned it, Jonathan, but I believe you were talking about Chaos Ball just then. I was indeed talking about Chaos Ball. It's yeah, <laughs> Chaos Ball with a K-A-O-S ball. Yeah, check the uh, check the show notes and uh, and that will be listed in there. It. It's, it's, just for it's, anyone it's, who it's a very, ball, very silly game. I love it. I thought it was Blood Bowl for a minute, and then I went, oh no, hang on a minute, that's Chaos Ball. But yeah, so anyway, come back on Wednesday and join us again where we will continue discussing this topic in more detail. Bye for now.